0: And he's locking them in his house. What? And, like, controlling every aspect of their lives, like, telling them what to wear, telling them, like, when they can eat, and... You know who that sounds a lot like? Hugh Hefner. (laughs) Except,
1: big thing that R. Kelly's got that Hugh Hefner doesn't.
0: Life. Brunch! Hit it, boys!
1: Do you like beef jerky? Yes, I do. You thought that was like a setup to like a little fun read or something? It's not. I I just didn't know if you like beef jerky. Oh yeah, no, I
0: definitely. We've
1: never discussed beef jerky.
0: that before. No. Beef jerky is like Why a very. I don't know. I think it's we, not we a thing we, that we, comes up normally with guys. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's a stereotype. Generally, you say around, something like you want some like... jerky, <laughs> and it's usually a, a joke. Uh, it's usually a setup joke about jerking off.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um yeah, jerky is just like a good it's like a
0: very good meal replacement. It is, for yeah. sure. Uh for me, beef jerky is always a road trip staple. Yes. Yeah. It's always I'm gonna stop at this restaurant uh this gas station or this uh convenience store and uh load up on some beef jerky. What's your favorite company of beef brand of beef
1: jerky? I think I always buy like Jack Link's jack links is very solid jack links though feels like there are some beef jerky companies where or i keep saying companies brands where you rip out a piece of that beef jerky and you legitimately can like delude yourself into thinking i'm holding a fucking piece of steak right now jack links very much looks
0: like it was put through a processor and fucking smashed out uh there is definitely uh Good and bad beef jerky. You ever had Crave?
1: For sure. Uh, no, I don't Crave think so. is the hot new fucking thing oh, yeah? on the block. It's been around for a few years, and it is... Better or worse than Devour. <laughs> uh, does de- it's got, so it's, it's got a name like Devour, but they position themselves in the non sexual you want to fuck kind <laughs> yeah. of way. But uh, I'll beef say this. It's is not a sexy food. It's not the food you want to fuck, but fuck, it's the food you want. That's, Crave. That,
0: wow, that's a promo that's a nice code tagline there. Um, uh, yeah. But I will say, beef jerky, outrageously expensive.
1: I know, and like, nobody's ever done anything about it. You would think that at yeah. some point yeah, all I, the guys like, would be
0: like, all right, we're not fucking buying a, this shit unless you make hot, this $2. It's a hot time for protests. Yeah. We should protest the price of beef jerky. Yes,
1: we should do that. We, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know how much it should cost. It shouldn't cost seven dollars. That, that might,
0: that must be the biggest rip off in America. That's why they have
1: us by the balls. Because, I,
0: do you know how much it's supposed to cost? Nope. But it's, it shouldn't be that much. And nothing in a nothing that you can buy at a gas station could, should cost more than like five dollars. Yeah. Other than gas. How much do cigarettes cost? Uh,
1: a lot because I, they kill you. Whenever I find out, oh yeah, it's it costs uh, your heart. Yeah. Uh, whenever it I find you out, life. I'm reminded like two or three times a year how much cigarettes cost, and I forget. Which is why I need to keep being reminded. But every time I'm reminded of it, I'm like, "Holy fuck! How can you afford to smoke more than right, once?" That's,
0: well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, how how does any like chain smokers must be f- rich people? Yeah. Rich. I know. Like, is like, how uh, do you afford anything else? Drug to people f- is weed cheaper than cigarettes? Might be. I would imagine so. I feel I feel like for weed people, uh, a purchase of weed goes further, has longer. more mileage than. Uh, uh, chain smokers buying cigarettes
1: because if I say a cigarette uh, box. <laughs> a box a c- box say cigarettes. a cigarette box a cig- uh a little c- cigar. yeah I'm trying to think of Your like funny like words uh, yeah carton is like the uh, full thing uh, a cigarette a tasting of cigarettes uh, a ci- yes yeah, c- I keep thinking a of a box, box. ah <laughs> uh, shit what's a good way a platter uh, a cigarette baggie um, <laughs> a platter of cigarettes yes those cost. say those cost ten dollars You go through that in a day, supposedly?
0: Yeah, so that's the thing.
1: I bet you $10 of marijuana could last me 90
0: days. (laughs) You are smoking, like, one leaf at a time, or, like, one little tiny thing at a time. Yeah,
1: just, like, a little... mm.
0: We're not drunk, guys. Uh, But (laughs) the thing that... I mean, where you get screwed there is, like, cigarette people. Cigarettes... Smoking cigarettes doesn't take you... Like, doesn't really hinder your ability to do anything for cigarette people that... Lets you focus on something that's not
1: true, you know what cigarettes uh hinders your
0: ability to do live smell good, that's very true, and live um but like it you you basically like smoke a cigarette to function I know and as a, like a weed person, if you smoke weed, you do it to not function usually ha huh, that's wild i so you're not like you're not ripping marijuana cigarettes, yeah, that's such an old pe- person term marijuana cigarettes uh what's
1: your favorite? Uh, name for marijuana pot pot's a good one yeah i love like whenever i do whenever i like do
0: smoke weed pot's like old school i'll
1: say like i'd be like oh we'll we were smoking pot we were smoking pot last night yeah, that's, that's
0: how a, I, it's just like a real og yeah um, um it's like casual but also i realize that i'm kind of cool and it's a cool it way of letting people know like that guy doesn't smoke
1: weed <laughs> because right? he just called it smoking <laughs> pot um my favorite is uh, jazz cigarettes? Jazz cigarettes. Have you ever heard that before? No. Yeah, a joint is called a jazz cigarette. That's which funny. Just is totally super fitting cool. and perfect. Pot, yeah, pot. That's c- like if you say to somebody you want to get jazzed, that's kind of dope. Ooh, that's kind of fun because yeah. like I'm always jazzed about one thing or another, but <laughs>
0: jazz hands. Yeah,
1: but to, to mix some drugs into it, no, that's that's some that's some. Uh, I was gonna. That's some jazz fusion, man. Um pot's a good one though because it sounds like trouble. It sounds like somebody somebody doesn't like that you're doing it. Like you get yelled at
0: for doing pot.
1: Right. It's like it makes me think of Are You the, smoking pot. It makes me think of the pot episode of Say by the Bell. Where they're doing all the like the people come to do the anti-pot commercial. And then this this episode, uh, this is gonna be a classic example of me uh just not remembering it well and very confidently telling you it's this and everyone has seen this episode before. So they're going to fucking hate me. But, uh, these people come to shoot a, like a, basically like the dare program type thing, anti pot PSA. And, uh, they're like, Hey, where are the hot children in this school? Oh, Zach and Kelly and all them. All right. They're going to do it with us. So they come to shoot this commercial and then it's like, all right, cut. And the guy right away is like fucking sparks up a doobie. And they're like, wait what's that and he's like it's just pot relax and they're like but you're telling people not to smoke pot and he's like dude everybody smokes pot which when you're watching that as a kid you're like no only bad people do
0: and you fucking grow up and you find out everybody's everybody's smoking pot pot. yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's 2017 and like everybody is still smoking pot
1: that was a weird uh realization when because i was one of the like I i tried pot in middle school and i was one of those i don't smoke pot kids and eventually, the, the tide kind of turns and you realize you're like, oh, wait, so that means I'm a fucking loser, yeah. huh?
0: Like, cause, like, it's like, you're, the in, the minor- kids you're in the minority if you're not smoking right, pot. Right, and like, like the well-behaved, like, going to Harvard kids smoke pot. And I feel like a rite of passage for growing up is realizing that normal adults, like parents and shit like that, yeah. like, they Have occasionally, vices they occasionally and, smoke pot. Yeah. And they love it.
1: Yeah. Um, we were talking about how cigarettes kill you. Uh, Hugh Hefner died let's name some other dead people go ahead floor is yours wade boggs rest in peace um fucking uh richard nixon is richard nixon dead i don't know <laughs> <But> i think <laughs> we, we came out the gate with two alive people uh, uh no quick i'm pretty quick. sure
0: we'd we'd see richard nixon if he was alive like at some point i would have seen him And yeah somewhere. he
1: died in 1994
0: get off me yeah okay. i didn't No, I...
1: you said he was alive no, I said let's name some dead people. Yeah,
0: I know. And then you, you like when I said Richard Nixon, you looked at me, and I was like, oh wait, fuck. Well, that's no. Well, that's more like me just kind of wondering, is he
1: dead? Yeah. <laughs> wait, okay. So that that made me think. You you made me uh, second okay. guess myself. Uh,
0: Michael Jackson, he died on my birthday. That son of a bitch. Oh, that's brutal. Uh, Farrah Fawcett also died on my birthday. That's yeah, daughter of a bitch. Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Did you know that? Hey, Hugh Hefner is being buried next to her. Really? Yes. I don't fucking care some, about that's sparking some rumors. I I really don't care about Hugh Hefner. By the way, I don't really care about Marilyn Monroe either.
1: Um, Marilyn Monroe was I mean she was fine for her day. That was
0: like how you were, that was like the picture of hot. Yeah, and she fucked JFK, who was a premature ejaculator. That's right. From the through the grapevine.
1: R.I.P. Rick Pitino.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, reference. Uh, I'm surprised. Speaking of Hugh Hefner, I'm surprised that it hasn't. It hasn't, like, created more of a stir and, like, think pieces on being, like, is they after problematic? I know. Everybody was, like, especially, ev- everybody I was talking to my like, barber
1: about that today. Like, I think that that shit came out in, like, the 60s. Yeah. Nobody was, like, this isn't
0: cool. Isn't that nuts? I know. For somebody who, like, just, like, really pushed the envelope and yeah. hard and this, and, and, like, this new thing, nobody was, like, huh, I wonder if that's not okay. And everybody just accepted that guy as being, like, hmm. That dude just really loves, uh, really loves vagina, and is just mm. gonna surround himself with it forever, and marry like a bunch of girls. Mm. Uh, Roald Dahl is a dead person. Is that the uh, the author? Yeah, he wrote the
1: BFG, and then he di. That's a BDA. weird. Uh, that's a weird book to pick out of
0: the Raw, Dahl. Uh, J- James and the Giant Peach, maybe. Spaghetti is, did he maybe, write that like, as well. Spaghetti and meat Bowl? I mean, the, I think the big one is uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, that. Was that him? Yeah. I was just about to say, no, That was I think that
1: was written by Willy Wonka. But uh, whomst wrote uh, Charlie and... Uh, I think you're right. I think it was uh, Roald Dahl. Yeah, yeah. That was his big one. I think one. that's
0: the biggest one.
1: But more notably, for the purposes of this conversation, Roald Dahl died. And, when did he die? After 1964, because that's when Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out. <laughs>
0: really rounding it down. Yeah. You know who else is dead? Who? Paul Walker.
1: Paul Walker is dead. I was going to say that, but then I was like, let's keep it to people who are good at shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let me see. Roald Dahl died in 1990. So don't remember that. I was never alive for Roald Dahl. That's nuts. Uh Fuck. Pressure's on. We need to think of some more dead people. Uh, George Martin died within
0: the last few years. Uh, is it the Beatles guy? Beatles producer, yeah. Okay. He's dead. Um, George R.R. R. Martin, mm. who is the Game of Thrones author of the Fire and Ice books. Um, he's he alive. Dead? But he might as well be dead because he hasn't written the final book yet. I'll tell you, that scene they're just moving in on Logan without Lucky,
1: him. when the prisoners are yes. waiting for the next... Uh, fucking what's the what is it uh, Game of Thrones yes yeah I, I I make so many jokes about those being other things that I, I go to say Game of Thrones and I have Harry Potter on did the you tip know, of my tongue uh,
0: did you know John Hamm is gonna be in Star Wars really yes
1: couldn't fit inside any of the fucking juju suits and because his dick was too big he's actually uh, Boba Fett really yeah well, that's because his, that's because his Boba
0: fit, his Boba don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> his uh, Boba constricted don't fit. Yeah, really, that was a fucking stretch. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what's not dead? What this podcast? We're on CLNS Media, the app. So go download it, and also uh, find us on iTunes and give us a review. You want to hit the? Re- we have one review since uh, since last Friday, and it is by KCB219. A good podcast, says that person. Five stars. DJ and Pete are so good, they even make ad reads entertaining. And I'm such a big fan that I somehow got a cold at the same time DJ did. In parentheses, don't worry, I'm a girl, so I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Loving the season three look. Awesome. Shouts to uh, one of
1: our main Bruntouchables, I forget which one it was, who said that they got a cold and... uh, the the listeners, not necessarily all the hosts, but the listeners were very invested in the cold storyline uh, and how cold is a bad name for a cold. And this person casually referred to it as the cold. I the like cold. Th- I like the cold way better. If than you stick a, a cold. the before an ailment, it <laughs> makes it way more serious. Exactly. If you start it with
0: the or end it with plague, then you're yes. in business. <laughs> or. Uh... Uh, like an IA, e- uh, I yeah, a like you're real fucked if it's
1: or e- just e- basically name any uh, part of the world.
0: If you say <laughs> right like it, I have the like Massachusetts
1: like, cold, like ah fuck, shit. <laughs> yikes!
0: You yeah. can't go to Canada or something like, like anything like that. sounds worse with uh with the in front of it. Hmm. It's uh, uh, I have the cancer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Actually, sometimes it's like funnier. You know what's like, fucked? I got the AIDS. You know what's fucked? Like I think
1: that. If because I I make jokes about everything that's like my fucking Chandler Bing mechanism. I think that if I ever got like a serious disease, I would just never be taking it seriously and always making jokes. And I'd, I'd be that guy. Everybody uncomfortable. And you guys would be yeah. so. And and I'd be thinking like, ha, see, it's okay. Like I'm making jokes. Like, hey, can you get me that? I get it myself. But my cancer hurts, and like, <laughs> I'd be laughing, and you guys would be like, like
0: shit, dude, dude, this like, guy's DJ dying. Is this guy well. dying. He's not doing well. Dying.
1: He's. He's got cancer. His those jokes aren't as funny as they were well, before.
0: Like, when something like that happens, it's it, it it makes the other person wonder. It's like is he is he making jokes about it because like he realizes? Yeah, like, that is he's he dying not recognizing he, it? Yeah, no, well, like no, is, does he realize that he's dying and he's just kind of like making trying to make it easier on everybody else? When right. You, in reality, you're making it ten times harder than everybody <laughs> right. else.
1: And I'm sure that there would be kind of a discussion of. All right, these jokes are also kind of lame. Do we have to (laughs) laugh at them just because he's sick? Because when he's healthy, if he says something that's not funny, we'll say to him, do better. So, I don't know. That's my little uh, encouragement where if I ever get sick and become a freak who makes jokes about it. uh, God (laughs) forbid. Say that's not funny. Although, no matter what happens to me, I insist that immediately jokes about me once I'm dead oh yeah that's no, yeah, yeah, it's weird how much we've talked about um d- our own deaths yeah. like i've come to realize uh, i don't know what took me so long like you deeply deeply want to die in a plane crash
0: no i definitely don't i definitely oh, you don't? definitely do not definitely do but not. you're it's, obsessed it's, with you're it's, fixated it's, on it. it's my biggest fear oh so that's why it's for I... sure my biggest fear huh dying in a plane crash is 100 percent my biggest fear and that's why i'm almost convinced that it's going to happen
1: so that's why. So you're doing what I'm saying. Like you, when, when you're like, on a plane, I might as well make a joke freak, about it. Yeah. When you're on a plane, instead of freaking out, you're like, "Hey, what if we die?" And I'm like, "That's not the funny." It's like, well, if I t- it's
0: like, if, well, if I tweet, "What goes up must come down," every time I get on a plane. If the plane is going down, at least I can like think to myself, "Well, this is going to be hilarious on Twitter for a bunch of people."
1: Yeah, that's. uh, I guess. That's, it's
0: still really fucking weird. I've, so I do a two podcasts. Uh, I do the Section 10 podcast. I had a nice discussion with Feidelberg this week about uh, dying in a plane crash. Mm. He is not afraid of it. Not afraid at all. Feidelberg, if Feidelberg were afraid
1: of anything, he'd be dead by now. You know? he's That's the most fearless fucking like, you know guy how, in the you world. You know how
0: old people sometimes, like at the end of their rope, they're kind of just like, I'm ready to die. Yeah. I, I've lived a good life. I've lived a long life. Like, my my husband died years ago. There's no real reason for me to be around anymore. Um, Futterberg is that, at like a, at 28 years old or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and
1: I don't know. I mean, I've only known him as a person in his late 20s. I wouldn't guess that he was ever any other way.
0: No, he, he right? said that he joked, like, in high school he, he uh, was on a plane for with his baseball team. And it like, there was a, some serious issues in the air and they dropped, uh, like a significant amount out of the air. And he just yelled like, take it down. Oh, my god, <laughs> yeah, as like a 16 year old. So yeah, there's some issues there. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, no, for sure. That's my biggest fear is dying in a plane crash. Hmm. I nope. think I'm such a control freak that like, if I die in a in a car crash, I have a say about it, right? Like, like up until the end, like I can try to steer out of it or whatever. If a plane is falling out of the sky, there's nothing I can fucking do about it. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of deaths are ultimately like, like uh, out of your you hands, do. you know? Yes, but if you f- if you feel like you have some semblance yeah. of I can maybe get out of this. So you'd rather
1: do something that leads to your death
0: than I would rather, be in a situation. That I would leads rather to your fight death. until like the very last second of my life to to like preserve my life rather than just like come to grips with the fact that I'm falling out of the sky. See, and going to I'm die. afraid
1: of that because people always say like you know when you're like to, to save your child or like if your life's on the line suddenly. You get this other gear that you can access and you get this superhuman strength. I'm positive I don't have that. <laughs> I'm positive. No, I don't
0: think that I have that either, but like I would rather feel like I can do something yeah. about it. Like a lot of people's biggest fear is dying in a house fire or something like that, yeah. dying in a fire or, or drowning. I think that th- those two would be better because at least you'd you can fight claw until and you pass out. And, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I think that if I were in the one of those situations where. It's like I either have to push something off me last second or I have to jump to something. And it's one of those things where your adrenaline kind of carries you. I think that I would die finding out that I'm disappointed <laughs> that I didn't have that. The like,
0: last moment of life would just be like, ah, oh, I such didn't a bitch. have that. <laughs> yeah. Like. So it's it's
1: like I gotta jump from this building to the next. And it's just like one foot more than a normal jump. Like as I fall as I'd be falling, I'd be like, Oh, are you fucking kidding me? I'm such a disappointment. Oh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Shit. That'd be my death. Um, but just kidding, that's not gonna be our death. Our death is gonna be it's all gonna be a team effort. We're all gonna go down the same time. We got some crazy people with a lot of crazy weapons in their hands right now, so uh shouts out the rocket man and (laughs) piss boy pants um you fixed me a beer
0: and i could not be more impressed with you you were very distracted through through the first 20 or so minutes because i was because you were literally just licking the side of a glass like an absolute savage yeah
1: i was like i was i was kind of having a moment with this and the best part is uh, there's still another half to lick. So <laughs> this is... Like, I'm the fucking child who my mom just made cookies, and I'm licking the fucking... The, pay, the, the spoons. The, yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking oh, best, that's, by the way. Oh, absolutely. You know be the worst invention? I was always afraid when I was a kid that they, they, they would come up with an invention that's like, here, you can, uh, like, you can beat the dough, and it makes it so uh None of it's wasted. I was so afraid of that because if that ever came along, you don 't get a fucking yeah th- there
0: was always so much fucking shit on there as a child. I think that's like the, one of the first moments that I realized that like my mom really loves me it's like when she gives me the uh, right. the the what it, what is it called the thing that you you stir it with i don't, uh, know. It I don't the... know it's the uh it's uh, the beater beater yeah beater yeah, the beater yeah the, when and uh good great...
1: guys, see we don't even know that word <laughs>
0: uh. We had an electric one as a kid, and Mm -hmm. there was two of them, and it just like they spin. Oh yeah, little rotation thing. Uh, Great advantage to that is you get two of them. Yeah. So so when my mom gave me those, I was like, oh yeah, this lady loves me.
1: Yeah. I uh, one time when I was in college, I was like, I'm going to make cookies, and that's
0: not that's not something that any person in college should say.
1: It was during uh, it was during like a uh, break or something. It was during like a (laughs) winter break or something where there's not as many people back there and it was just like me and like two of my roommates in the apartment and uh like the, the town was basically empty it was like the day before everyone would come back to go to new year's parties and we were like let's make some fucking cookies man and we just like made enough it was basically like a child uh got to have their say in how their mom made cookies because it would be use all the battery you normally use except leave like a third of it in the bowl for looking purposes <laughs> and then only make like four cookies just make like fucking huge ass I res- cookies I respect that move Yeah we did that it was awesome Nice It was a rad time But yeah you so you fixed me a beer of uh, a shipyard pumpkin promo code brunch uh, <laughs> and you said would you like the fixins and i was like fuck you you don't have the fixins mm. and
0: you you were proved very. Tell wrong. Tell them what you did. You were proved very wrong because that is one of the things that, like, if I was a homemaker, this would be my specialty. Yeah, it's uh, you do the nice little salt and sugar rim mm-hmm. around the uh, the old glass. Listen the to the Italian Pete. Head. Go. It's you just you just squirt a little caramel onto a plate. You uh, spread it out a little bit, and then you you dip the uh, the glass the glass rim. You twist it a little bit. Uh, get a nice little caramel base, and then you stick it in uh, cinnamon sugar, uh, in a different plate or whatever, or just like a separate portion of the plate, and you get a nice little cinnamon sugar rim. It is. It's. It's. You cannot drink a pumpkin head without the cinnamon sugar rim. Yeah, that's true. It, it's. It's such a small little luxury that, that goes um. Un- absolutely. Just so it's, far, it's like a Corona with lime. If you're drinking a Corona without a lime, it's why, why even fucking bother. Yeah. Corona is like a real shit beer. Yeah. Unless you stick a lime in
1: it. Do you know what my trick is? Uh, you get Ben and Jerry's the Tonight Dough and eat it down like a third. Fill the rest with cinnamon toast crunch.
0: I've said I've that literally a hundred times. I'm telling you, I've said that. I've definitely heard that before, but that sounds unbelievable.
1: I even wanted. To, I wanted us to make a cookbook. I think we discussed this with Randy. Uh, oh yeah, I we think did, we discussed yeah, yeah. it like off the podcast, though, like where we would make a cookbook where it's just things like that, where it's like so you you take this and add this to it. Yes.
0: No, I think that was on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I think that. Oh man. That's, That's a good idea, though we should we should consider doing that.
1: Um, we should do a
0: cooking show on YouTube.
1: We should. It'd be better than Bill Belichick's. <laughs> um, uh, Valentine came out this week. The Heim video from the studio, uh, shot by what's his name, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes.
0: Yeah. And. They're apparently all best friends now because I was he's just going to the... say, like, are they? Are they, Is he fucking all of them? Because right. he is involved with everything they've done. Did you for this see album. what's coming out next? Yes, the "Little Love Your Love" video. Who yes, was also directed by Paul Thomas Anderson.
1: And it, first of all, I'd have to look it up. I don't think
0: he—he's like a music video guy. No, he's like a film. Right, brother, that's what right? I'm saying. Like he's, he's too big he, for that shit. You're right, and he just loves them apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he was one of yeah. You uh, told yeah. the story before. Like he was introduced to them by like a uh, mutual friend. No, he was. Uh,
1: uh, I think her name's Donna. Donna Haim, the matriarch of the Heim okay. family, was an art teacher. Oh, right, And yeah, yeah, she yeah. had him as a student. Oh, yeah, right. And right, then right, like yeah. years down the road, he was like, "Oh, yo, let me. I let had let you your mom." And she apparently like would always talk about That's what him. I say to people a lot of the time. Yeah. But she bomb, would say, bro. like, she'd be like, oh, yeah, like, my former student Paul like does a lot of cool
0: things now. And it was Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not too familiar with, like, his work. I don't know. I just know, uh, have you seen Boogie Nights? I've seen that. Okay, it's one of those movies that's where like, Heather that's, Graham. That's like a is, real classic that everybody loves. I know that. Yeah, but I it's like Mark it. Wahlberg, and I'm not interested. It's uh. just like it's just one of those movies <laughs> but, where Heather Graham is naked a lot. I'm interested. Yeah, you know. um, but I will say uh, I like the feel of everything that he's done for them. It's oh like yeah, a lot of, and it's right up. It's like, it's, it's it fits them so. Yes, so yes, well. Yes, yes, for sure. And uh, a little of your love video looks a little goofy. I'm kind of into it. It seems like a lot of roller lot of, skating going on, and a lot of face porn. Yes, yeah, so I'm into it. Um, Valentine is a lot of face porn. They're doing a lot of face porn stuff recently. They just did that stylist magazine. Oh, that Shoot. was awesome! And it's like they did uh, they did like goofy portraits, yeah. and they all came out awesome. And they, I, we uh, I think we've discussed this, but our plan is to blow some of those photos up and put them on the wall for sure. Absolutely,
1: um, yeah. They. Uh, I made a couple gifts out of Valentine. Uh, I sent you one today. You a little and, bit. Yeah, I <laughs> was just, like
0: picked random parts of the video that like they really don't have any any significance. No, the
1: the one about me muting the haters that was a good one.
0: Yeah, it was just Esty making base face.
1: No, she no, like she makes base face for a second and then kind of leans back and then just does like a sassy little like shimmy and it's like very much like I'm it's doing subtle my thing. Uh, but the I love the Alana one. Where she's just, like, looking straight yeah. ahead, expressionless. I feel like that's 80% of the time. And then she cracks, is. like, the smallest little smile. I think that's the... Fu- like, I watched that a thousand times. Like, I
0: feel like that's her in a nutshell, where she's just, like, out of it, and then she's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I still fucking love uh, speaking of Valentine. I'm um, so glad that they started off with the exact same thing as uh, the right now video yeah. where it's her doing that stupid fucking voice. Sorry,
1: I was waiting for action.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting for action.
1: The best part about that is the fr- uh, you know how on um, if you watch like a full performance on YouTube, someone will comment with all the times of the start of each song. Yeah, so uh, someone did that for this and the comments were it was like 10 seconds sorry i was waiting for <laughs> action awesome. like 13 seconds right now uh that's like awesome. four minutes that's how you fucking do it uh, <laughs> yes. and
0: i just like all the who was who was uh that's, that's you fucking, definitely that SC? SC? Yeah, yeah yeah that's for sure what i thought um, i don't think
1: either of them has ever said a swear in their life
0: uh, or any of no. uh, the other ones oh, instead yeah, of swearing there. Right. No, I could, I could see.
1: Esty uh, has see. yelled, put it in me about like 10 times per concert I've seen them. <laughs> um, so you
0: want to know my Valentine experience? Yes. Um, I open the YouTube window on my computer. And so like my setup in my office is I have two full uh, extra screens. Mm. And then and, and then my uh, and then my laptop. So I put it on one of the screens, and sometimes when I do that, it's just like the 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 browser window just gets lost, and mm-hmm. I can can't find it. Yeah. It's just completely hidden, but it plays the audio. So I watched like three minutes of uh, of Valentine, and it was basically the right now video. Um, and then the window just disappeared, and the audio just kept playing, and so I just listened, basically listened to like the full album. Yeah, and then. Uh, it auto-played from there, and it just auto-played, like, basically Haim's entire discography. That's awesome. And I just listened to it all day. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my Valentine experience. I just listened to Haim all day.
1: I used to do, like, my buddy Miles one time, I remember we were just, like, hanging out watching basketball at his apartment, and, uh, like, the games weren't on yet or whatever, and... He was like, "Hey, like, you want to just like eat some pizza and um, put on some Heim music videos?" And he just put, on, he just like, searched Heim on YouTube, clicked on like the what what had just come out. Um, if I could change your mind, that yeah. video had just come out. So like, we just like had that on the background, like chilling, drinking some beers, eating some za, getting ready to watch some basketball, and just like a lot of Heim music videos going. That on. That is
0: like the ultimate. That's have like you watched you, their music videos? No, I'm not. Their like music a big... videos are very. Uh... You want to know the only <clears> Heim <throat> music video I've seen other than right now is what old 45s by Cormio. oh really (laughs) yeah
1: well i'll say so the um the the, all their music videos are awesome uh don't save me is they're just kind of chilling uh shooting hoops that's kind of a weird one uh you've seen want you back where they're walking down the street and dancing haven't seen it oh that's a good one uh but but the best one is if i could change your mind it's choreographed by the person who choreographed Are You That Somebody by Aaliyah. Those iconic crotch grabbing dance moves. And it's just like got just like a very throwback feel. The uh the lights are just like like a lot of reds, a lot of blacks. It's really, really cool. Um the fall either falling or forever, they're like in the jungle. And it is I don't like to use this word. It
0: is like the sexiest thing you'll watch in your life. Interesting. Yeah. Um, does my song five have a music video? It does not. I just I was trying to imagine what that might. It would just look be like black <laughs> <laughs> because that is the weirdest, most difficult song to describe. But I've recently come around on that being just like I never was into it, and now after I think like it took me seeing it a few times live to really really appreciate it because that song has a lot of anger and, oh, yeah. and like emotion behind it. So now when I hear it I'm like fuck yeah. And that's a
1: song where I mean generally there's always a lot going on on that stage. You're looking at a lot of people. Yeah. That song, you cannot take your eyes off of one a Lot of yeah because she's just fucking crushing the drums and she is like feeling every fucking emotion. And that- also
0: that's a song that you love to just play to explain to people why it's called My Song 5 because that's such that's an a, amazing reason for why it's Nothing beats that. doing I mean,
1: stuff for the sake
0: of you explaining just explain something it. to someone. Everybody else hates that. Right, but it's everybody feels hates so that. fucking yes. good. Uh, the, the reaction is never what you want it to be yeah. when you just explain something to yeah. somebody. But uh, just in case you guys were wondering, that song is called My Song 5 mm. because they made it in GarageBand. And when you open up a track in GarageBand, it says My Song. And that was their, uh, their the fifth novel. file. Yeah. So they just decided to keep My Song 5. Yeah. Uh, I when, when
1: they started putting out the 280 character tweets, I, I tweeted like... Good news, uh, Twitter says I can have 280 characters, but I can only use it to explain specific parts of songs to you guys, which is like the most annoying fucking thing yes. someone can do. Yes. And ah, uh, uh, but anyway, um, the in Valentine, the performance of something to tell you is the greatest fucking thing in the world. I've watched that over and over again. So you did you end up actually watching that?
0: Uh, no, I don't think I've watched it. So Daniel... I, I just ended up listening to, uh, to something to tell you all the way through. You, are, but that's not the... But it was a very valuable experience because, <laughs> um, what, I, I forget, like, my exact feelings on that album when it came out, but I was like, yeah, this is good, but, like, it's, it's not, it's not great. Like, I yeah. felt like there was a little bit something left to be desired. Yeah. No, that song, that album's awesome. I know. I've and, actually and a lot been of listening... people, a lot of people criticized it when it came out. Yeah. I've no, been... That, that album's awesome. Um...
1: But, so that was shot when uh it was while they were recording, so like a lot of those songs like weren't finished, so um okay, so but, uh, yeah, I remember um, nothing's wrong was nothing's wrong, they changed a little bit on the album version, and I don't like the album version as much i like I liked how they played it at Lollapalooza and that's how they play it in this, okay. so. What Valentine was was they were like working out arrangements for songs, and Paul Thomas Anderson came in, I think, for like one or two days, Mm -hmm. and was like play just just like play these songs like live in the studio. So the video of them playing something to tell you in the studio is fucking awesome because it's just the four of them. It's Danielle on drums and singing, um, Alana on guitar, Estee on bass, and Ariel on like keys. And Danielle singing and playing like that's like that beat is awesome. Danielle singing and playing that beat at the same time is so much cooler than ever watching like Phil Collins or Levon Helm or any of those guys uh, playing drums and singing at the same time because she's such a like she's such a fucking badass drummer. I like my body and my
0: ankles would fucking fall apart trying to do any of that shit at the same time. It's so fucking impressive. I'm still not crazy about right now, but I need the the drum portion of right now at the end. I need yeah. that injected right into my bloodstream. It's I know, fucking incredible. And
1: when Esty walks over to the drums at that part, yeah, like I remember. Like, I still the remember video, the first time I watched that. Where it's like, oh, oh they're gonna, this, gonna do the some video, shit.
0: The video version of that song is way better than the, I totally than, agree. Than the album version.
1: She, yeah. She walks over and, like, picks up the drumstick, and she
0: does, like, a little fucking mm-hmm. twirl of, like... And she's like, let's fucking here Right, this. like, here <laughs> it fucking comes. Come, hold on to your fucking nuts. Right,
1: exactly. SD Heim time. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. And then I, I would really encourage you to go back and watch the actual videos of them. And then the, the video of them doing Nothing's Wrong, uh, they there's, like, a track of um, Danielle... Uh, or there's, like, a shot of Danielle tracking the drums... And then she's also with the three of them uh, playing guitar and singing. And it's just really fun and cool. I forget what the other, what other song they do on there. I think it just
0: might be those three songs. I don't know. Where are you at uh, with your relationship with S.D. Heim on Twitter at this point?
1: Uh, So it's not yet out of my head. I'm not, like, breathing easy regarding... Is this gonna get? Is this tweet gonna get me unfollowed? Is this retweet gonna get me unfollowed? It's not out of your head yet. I feel like no. you're firing from the hip a little bit. You've, you've well, I'm you've... so well. It's I'm still doing those things that are gonna get me unfollowed, but <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking. I bet these are gonna get me unfollowed. Uh, yeah, it she, hasn't. So it hasn't yet. Uh, she has not unfollowed me. She has, however, uh, made. I've noticed like she has followed some more people, and her like her follower count. Has fluctuated. Right. So that's a very good sign. So she's active. Yeah. Because it means that she's been on Twitter.
0: Right. And she's seen. She's ha- probably seen your shit. Probably. And hasn't and cut the cord. And
1: has not been like, fuck this. So, I don't know. Somebody, uh, I didn't appreciate it, a Bruntouchable tweeted like, God, SD Heim is so hot. At DJ Bean. Uh, like, Or no, like, God, like, at Jizzy McGuire oh, yeah. is so hot. At DJ Bean. I was like,
0: dude, no! Yeah, please, like, right. cool, man. That's fuck. like the... Uh, that's like that's like a like a middle school move. Oh like, uh, yeah,
1: when uh, someone walks up behind the girl that you're talking yeah. to, yeah, like, eh. yeah, and you're like, "Shut the fuck up, man!" Yeah, don't ruin this for me. Fuck, man, trying to like, get cool. followed. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, yeah, here's here's what, what could be a cool move though, and this is this is I shouldn't even say this on the podcast because if a fucking touchable ruins it, God, I'm gonna fucking like I will I will String nuke brunch. You. I will. I I will say this shit is done right I'm gonna be like all right, brunch is dead until the responsible party solves this you get me SD back now is um, I stop like uh, what what is it Um, like you tweet some shit at SD or something or you do something that gets uh, on SD's uh, that gets the SD eyes on it so she sees ah what's this peak guy clicks on his profile one follower you follow DJ DJ. and she's like oh you know what I think I trust this DJ guy. I'm going to follow Pete. Next thing you know, one of us fucking tw- tweets something in response to Lonzo. Lonzo clicks, who the fuck's this guy? And she's like, oh, two followers uh, you follow. Yes. And then it's like, all right, so everyone I basically know follows this guy. I guess I got to follow him. Next thing you know, fucking. We're having Thanksgiving dinner with the Heim family. Exa- yes, exactly. Um,
0: love, Love it.
1: Yeah. But I don't know, like, I've, I mean, I've obviously thought about, like, shooting her a DM and being like, hey, do you want to come on our podcast? But, not yet. It's but not I've, the right time yet. Right, and I mean, I've done that with people I actually know, and... I've felt annoying when I've done oh, yeah. it. like I've like yeah. I bugged Reda a few times about it, that. and yeah. if she's working, or even like if we text Lena and we're like, yeah. "Hey, come on," and she's like, "I'm busy this week." You feel fucking bad because yeah. you're like, why, "Why did I even fucking ask?" Like, right. that's, she's got shit going on. Why am I fucking bugging her? She's way
0: above her pay grade right. at this point. We don't have a pay grade because we yeah. basically do this shit for free. Although this was fun the
1: other day, uh, we texted Lena. We were like, "Hey, you around this week?" And she said, uh, "We said that we wanted to record <laughs> Thursday." She said. I'm writing Thursday and we responded saying, thank you. We would love a couple of roles. Uh, I said, I would love to play uh, someone named Keith. Also, could Pete please have a role uh, named Keith?
0: And I said, please name me Keith Jr. Yes. So I can be
1: DJ's son. And your lines can be something like,
0: oh, don't call me like
1: Mr. Or like uh, Mr. Johnson is my father. I'm Keith, and then I walk in, and I'm like, hello, I'm Keith, and they're like, well, we don't know what to call anyone in here. I like to think that's the type of stuff that Lena's writing. <laughs>
0: that's the—that's not the shit that wins you Emmys. That's the kind
1: of <laughs> Emmy-winning uh, stuff that she's writing. That just reminds me of in... Um, <laughs> in uh this is the end i reference that movie way too much yeah. i think i've only <laughs> watched it all the way through like it's once
0: like, i've watched like DJ's, the first
1: 20 minutes of <laughs> this is the end like 600 times
0: dj's podcast movie
1: rankings are like saw number one <laughs> this is the end number two yeah, uh classic cinema i've watched the, the first half hour of this is the end probably six times <laughs> and i anymore just not for me um but when they're at the party and uh Jason Siegel's talking to Kevin Hart, and he's uh, telling him this idea for a show that he's
0: been, like, workshopping. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember this. I should watch this at the end yeah. again. He's like, well... All I remember from the beginning of that movie, the party scene, is yeah. Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Slapping a- Michael yeah. Sarah in the <laughs> face. He grabs
1: her ass, and <laughs> yes. she like, that's... Like, the
0: viewer Dude, I, fucking feels that slap. Yeah, and it's just like the idea of Michael Sarah er, oh. ever trying to hit on Rihanna, who yeah. would absolutely fucking body him in the right. sack.
1: <laughs> well, it's, like he's not hitting on Rihanna; he's sexually assaulting Rihanna. <laughs> right.
0: um, but even just like the thought of Michael Sarah even trying to handle Rihanna is a, a laughable, yeah, laughable concept. Yeah.
1: Um. He. Uh, so uh, Jason Siegel's talking to Kevin Hart, and he's like, you know, it's like one of those things where. The wife walks in and she's like, "What happened to the cake? What happened to the birthday cake?" And I turn around, you know, I've got some like frosting on my face, and I'm like, "What birthday cake? It's my birthday, you know." <laughs> and like Kevin Hart's like cracking up, and he's like, <laughs> uh, "It's like that type of thing, like that kind of lame humor of like, is everyone in here named Keith? <laughs> I think that'd be a good fucking." I think it would be a good show. So, Lena, write that shit. We're not trying to tell tales outside of school, but Lena's working on something where we're going to play a couple of Keiths. guys named named Keats. Um, Zach Efron, heat check, long overdue, he did something call, with people called, uh, or Vogue, some shit like that, uh, called 73 Questions with Zach Efron, and it is a nine-minute video where someone just follows him through his home with the camera asking him question after question after question, and it's a big walk and talk thing. And, man, if you need a fucking prescription by the end for fucking antibiotics because of the douche chills it gives you... Really? It is so fucking not
0: good. Oh, no. You sent me the link, and I was like, well, this is Friday's episode, and then I just never got around to watching it.
1: Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's nine... It's, m- so
0: is it douche chills because the questions are bad, or is it because... Whole thing. Are-
1: whole presentation, and there's a ton of Google product placement... He okay. does a lot of, like, he's, he starts to cook out, and he's like, hold on a second. Google, play cookout oh, playlist.
0: Um, Zach Efron does not need to be doing that shit. Right. He's Zac Efron. Uh,
1: the biggest takeaway is the question was if you could uh, guest star on any TV show, what would it be? And he said, he did, like, a turnaround pointed at. He did a lot of, like, turning around and pointing when giving his answer. Can I guess? What? Go for it. Ballers stranger things
0: oh okay i think he
1: actually said or ballers no
0: yeah way. i think he may have uh that seems right it, exactly. yeah if entourage was still on tv zach efron seems like he would be a huge entourage guy
1: zach efron would be the guy who like offered to go on entourage for free and entourage was like we're we're actually all full this season Zac <laughs> no Efron. Way. we need to squeeze fucking absolutely. drew breeze in one more time
0: absolutely not Zach Zach so, uh, Zach Efron would absolutely have like a a battle with with Vince about mm, over a girl.
1: Yeah, they uh, there was one funny part of it where I actually gave Zach Efron some credit. Um, one of the questions oh, they had was one funny part in a nine minute. Video, yeah, a cool yeah, man. nice. One of the questions was, um, "What was it like kissing Dwayne Johnson in Baywatch?" And he, he was like, "Oh, it was great." And then later on. A question was, if you could do a love scene with anybody, who would it be? And he Dwayne answered Johnson. like very quickly. He was like, Dwayne Johnson, finish what we started. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. But nice. uh, my big takeaway from it is uh, there is no one else like him who so much has it all. And, and so little and like nobody is envious of him in any way. No. Like, has anybody ever no. said like, oh man, I wish I had Zac Efron's hair or anything like that? Nothing.
0: I, th- I feel like if somebody was going to say something like you that. You say his body, body yeah, but yeah.
1: body is but body's not body's something that you can do if you want. Right. It's, it's just t- like how it- much you want it. It's
0: a little, well, not necessarily It's a tangible taint- versus attainable. intangible. It's not attainable, like... Because a lot of it has to do with, like, jeans and shit like that. Yeah. And, I mean, like, if you're going to work out, like, f- fucking four hours a day... Right. It's... But, like, it, if you wanted to be in shape, you could be in shape.
1: Yeah. You could be, yeah. You could be, like, a hot guy with a body, like Zac Efron's a hot right. guy with a body. But, I like, have you... I've but never I, heard anyone say... I was thinking more... Like, I wish I could dress like Zac Efron. Nothing like that.
0: I was thinking... Yeah, right. Certainly don't want thinking, his personality. I was thinking more along the lines, like, if I could... Uh, like, if... I wish I could be, like, Zac Efron in terms of, like, a career or whatever. Like, that guy still doesn't even know if he wants to be Zac Efron. He's still trying to figure it out on the fly. I know. He's got, man, from what they were showing at his house. I don't house, know if that guy's ever going to put it together.
1: But he doesn't really. I mean, he's Nickelback. He's going to be no, in the he, picture. He's liked. And, What? He's liked. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but but Nickelback is yeah know I know what you're saying because like, is, like people will go on record of saying yeah but like they have a lot of fans they, if they go on tour they're gonna sell out some part yeah but of I place. feel like
0: Zach Efron isn't hated
1: yeah like he like nobody really he's more judged than hated he's yeah exactly more, yeah. exactly like uh,
0: he, he's not like a punching bag
1: right but. Yeah, I was just watching it and I was like, just the way he talks, he does he does a lot of the thing where he's talking this way and then he gets like this. And you're like, that's not how a voice works. Yeah, I feel like
0: there's a little part of Zach Efron that is like insecure.
1: Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's certainly trying to be like the cool bro.
0: And that's like, not a cool so thing he, anymore. He like he'd rather be the nerd. He doesn't have what Miles Teller has in terms of like just a uh a effortless kind of cool yeah like miles teller uh it never really feels like he forces miles teller is big time love it or leave it exactly he could not give one shit if you don't he's like this this is who i am like i realize it might come off as douchey or whatever but like whatever sorry man like you know can't please
1: everybody and and he's happy the people that he is pleasing he's happy he's got those people yes i just always go back to the fucking blonde hair thing whenever one was shitting on him yeah and he, he just fucking just like, posted a picture of him and his girlfriend with blonde hair he's yeah. like i fuck this so yes. you know like suck one miles teller's awesome uh, uh yeah
0: that's a that's a good and uh needed zach efron heat check that we haven't had in a while i know we really haven't in a
1: minute um let us do songs uh songs
0: I have songs. Uh, This is one of the few times that I've just like come prepared to a podcast. Um, Do you know Jake Bug?
1: No. Uh, Why
0: say something about me? What? I said. Why did he say something about me? No. I I like to do that. Jake Bug is uh, the lightning bolt. The sound of a lightning bolt. Oh the.
1: Because I get a million hugs, no, 10,000 lightning Owl bugs. Yeah. That's
0: the Postal Service guy. Yeah. The, the Postal Service guy? Yeah. I don't think that's him. Yes. Yeah. No, the Postal Service guy is, uh, is the Death Cab for Cutie guy. Postal Service is the Death Cab for Cutie guy and the Owl City guy. That's not the same guy, is it? Yeah. No, I think he just sounds exactly like
1: And him. see, I typed in Owl
0: City Postal Service, and the next thing on Autocomplete is same guy? It's not. It, Owl City is one guy named Adam Young, who is not uh, the guy from Death Cab for Cutie. Oh,
1: shit. Really? So I knew that he it was Ben so- Gibbard and
0: somebody else. Yeah. I
1: thought that, the, oh, I thought it was
0: the other guy. Ben Gibbard just, he, he sounds just like the Owl City guy. Oh. Wow. That I mean, Ben Gibbard's cool.
1: Ben Gibbard was married to Zoe Deschanel. Yes, I do. Until she divorced him.
0: Yes. Because they got a divorce. Which, like, tell. That was, like, my first red flag for Zoe Deschanel. It's like, Oh, no, I
1: love that. I love. Because Zoe Deschanel is the type. Because she's obviously so old fashioned that if she. Like, she would be a divorced person in the 60s, you know? And that wasn't fashionable. Oh, I
0: I mean, like, I definitely. She'd be like June Carter. I definitely see Zoe Deschanel as, like, a young divorced person. Yeah. But. Love it. I. I put it. I judge her more for divorcing the guy from Death Cab for Cutie because Ben Gibbard seems like a real cool guy.
1: Uh, nobody has as no no person could have as much uh, attri- as many attributes as Zoe Deschenne. Like p- overall points, where so like from personality, looks, talent, all that thing. For me, like. If if everything's on a scale of hundred, I think looks wise, just her cuteness is so through the roof that I think that she's like hundred seventy out of a hundred because she just fucking breaks the cute scale. I have
0: I have two big red flags against it's against Dolly It's that the Ben Gibbard thing, and also like her relationship with her sister, who she never acknowledges.
1: Her sister is also
0: quite nice. Yes, um, even though she was in Bones, which is <laughs> fuck <yeah>. that show, <laughs> get the heck out of here. Uh, so my Jake Bug is like he's like a he's a. He burst City. onto the scene as an English, uh, English singer-songwriter mm. at, like, 18 years old, and he has, like, a really old sound, and I think Lightning Bolt was, like, the big thing that that uh, propelled him onto the scene, It, which is a great song, but not the one I'm adding. I'm You're adding,
1: adding to- the one that you did with Carly Rae Jepsen.
0: Fuck you, <laughs> he's not the Owl City guy, uh, but postal service um, is ben gibbard fuck <laughs> you uh i'm just gonna throw this out there they uh, that good time is that what's called good yeah time? pretty good song awesome like song, song. <laughs> yeah dude i'm on board with fly. fucking every I, yeah. I, that song is a very steer into the skit thing like you yeah. are gonna be like this song is like a piece of shit but and we're from, gonna make it yeah.
1: from day one i was on board with call me maybe oh yeah like, same yeah
0: i, I She's fucking awesome. like she's turned herself into somebody that you can take seriously. Yeah, like I was cool with Carly. Ra- Carly right? Ray Jepson. Yeah, I'm and like you just like want to like do that, jerk, that yeah. shit.
1: Yeah, and she still does sometimes. Th- like that. Like I really, really like you. That shit's trying to be. Call me maybe. She'll. Yeah,
0: um, what's the the boys one?
1: Uh, boy problems. Yes, I that, love that one. Yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, that song sucks. Carly Ray Jepsen is the definition of "I'll be your Doug." I'll be your Doug. I'll be your Doug. I don't know what that From. Is. Uh, oh uh, hangover, hangover yeah. when
0: it's like oh you think that i'm like this like stupid uh like yeah stupid. it's like
1: I, I can be whatever you fucking need me to be and i'm gonna <laughs> kill right. it
0: no matter how i do it the funniest part about that is that, like call me maybe was released when carly ray jepson was like 30 i know so that was my that was, so i was
1: i was a big <laughs> that, time
0: driving that this is weird train yes like you, I, I feel like, I mean, as I Everybody get it, was like, oh, this, this like young girl might have a chance to make yeah. it. It's like, well, yeah, well, like, like she's got like two she's years have to have retire kids in <laughs> like a year. Yeah. Would you say she's got two years left to have kids? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm anyway, on I'm, adding I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm adding me and you by Jake Bug. Uh, that song is really good. And it reminds me of Van Morrison, which I don't think this has ever come up on the podcast, but I am a huge Van Morrison guy. What did you add? Like, you added like brown eyed girl or some shit. Somewhere. No, I definitely would you add. add that. You, oh,
1: you know, you added fucking. Um,
0: you added CCR. Yeah, and uh, that like really caught you by surprise. Yeah,
1: that was that that got some some.
0: I mean, you cannot talk shit about me liking Van Morrison. Uh, Van Morrison somehow to me feels still underrated. Oh no, I mean they. Well, underrated, yes, in
1: that. Um, like, they're not like the fr- like when you think of like 70s like good shit they're not the first thing that comes to mind they're not the fir- one of the first 20 things that
0: comes to mind right and i, I like for, to me van like van morrison is probably top 10 of my favorite wow of all so people. what are you adding by them that's a good nice little uh i, I mean i don't know how did you know that i was going to add somebody uh, something by them 'Cause you, you I didn't bring up Van Morrison. Cause I said the uh the me and you by Jake Bug. Reminds oh. me of Van oh, Morrison. Okay, okay. Uh, but I am adding Van Morrison. I'm adding uh come running. Okay. By by Van Morrison. Uh Moondance Moondance is probably in my top five favorite albums of all time.
1: Well, Moondance, the actual song, is one of those. I was actually gonna bring this up. There are a lot of songs that are overplayed, overplayed. like universally say, uh, played, that but every now and then when you hear it. Like it just hits you while, right and yeah. you're like fuck I that understand. is such yes. a good song i heard uh i heard creep today by radiohead okay. and i was like fuck that is uh, like yeah it rips off the pixies but it is such a fucking good song so
0: come running isn't like my favorite song on moon, dan- moon dance they're probably like three or four that I like better than that. Mm -hmm. But they're like, they're recognized as just being like some of Van Morrison's greatest songs. So it's, uh, to me, it'd feel like a cliche to add them. Um, But Come Running is, uh, like, it's a deep cut that I really, really love. Um, Like, Moondance is recognized for being a great song. Into the Mystic is unbelievable. Um, uh, Crazy Love is another one Mm -hmm. that gets played a ton, especially if you go to weddings. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to add Come Running because I love that deep cut. And three... Very much a switch up from the previous two. Uh, killing in the Name of by, uh, by awesome. Rage Against the Machine.
1: I had a long conversation. I stayed after I was doing Boston Sports Tonight last week. And I stayed... Like I, I never get out of there right when the show ends. Um, I always end up staying after and, that place like, shooting I, the shit with someone. I've, I've
0: been to CSN a few times. Yeah. Well, I did, uh, I did intern there for like six months. That place is like a real tough place to get out of right like <laughs> because
1: and, and not like oh man they're keeping me here it's just like no, it's, i can't it's walk by these people relaxed, without having conversations it's a very
0: relaxed atmosphere with like people that you want to talk to
1: right yeah so i for some reason had like a really long car com- oh uh michael holly and i were talking about living color and we it just turned into a big conversation about music and we ended up talking it's for like a personality living color. yes okay. yeah they're uh they're one of Michael Hawley's favorite bands and they're they if you haven't listened to their other stuff they're really good they were like they were just like too proficient for their own good they were like the the shit that they wrote and the shit that they played was so fucking good and unheard of that i think the reason why they don't go down obviously they're like known as like, like a, the world was band, ready for them right yeah honestly because like people's like your ears cannot process how much they like literally solved the riddle of music um i mean yeah i remember i brought i brought like a living color song to my guitar teacher when i was in like seventh grade or whatever and you'd go in with like a cd or whatever and he'd he'd come up with some sort of lesson off that of like all right so this song is they're they're using this scale a lot they're using these chords i'm gonna teach you how to play these chords and then we'll learn how to play the song and i brought in a song by living color I th- it might have been cult of personality and i, th- I want to learn how to play the cult of personality solo and he was just like i can't know and he just like <laughs> gave it back to me he was like pick something else you're not going to be able to do this <laughs> um so they were fucking awesome but it, we ended up just having like a really long conversation about rage against the machine um and because he he was like what's your favorite Rage Against the Machine album and my the my answer to that is actually Battle of Los Angeles Yeah, yeah because that was the that was the Rage Against the Machine album for me like my favorite Foo Fighters album even though it's not their best album my favorite Foo Fighters album is There's Nothing Left to Lose because that was when like I was a young I was a young kid and the Foo Fighters were a big popular band um but I'd just kind of known them from existing. You know, like I knew Everlong and I knew songs like that, but I'd never experienced a, I Can't Wait for the new Foo Fighters album to come out. And that first one was There's Nothing Left to Lose and it had Learn to Fly and Break Out mm-hmm. and all that shit. Um, so that's why I was into that. And I had the same experience with Raging Against the Machine, like... Everyone just like knew Rage Against the Machine and like right. if you had friends with older brothers, they were always playing like People of the Sun and killing the name of and stuff. And Rage and uh the Battle of Los Angeles was the kind of first time that you're aware of them and waiting for new shit to come out. And, and when that they hit you out, with Gorilla Radio and yeah, exactly. like coming your dick off right. all over the place.
0: Totally, totally. Um, I think Gorilla Radio is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. It's that, just fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like when that song comes in. Yeah. Sh-
1: and as is often the case with Rage Against the Machine, like the, just like the back end of that song just fucking puts you so in a killing coma in the name of it is like right great like example one of those of yeah one of
0: those where it's like as that song goes on you're just like ready to run through a brick wall by the yeah. end yeah
1: it. it fucking takes you to just a whole nother fucking place i uh, had a long
0: car ride this week and that's kind of where that came up it's like i i gloriously fell into a rage against the machine hole where i listened to it the entire way oh. and i just like I thought I was going to get in an accident because I was way too fired up behind the wheel of a car.
1: Well, it actually worked because I was tired uh, at the end of uh, doing that show. And I hadn't drank coffee late in it because I was like, if I fucking drink coffee, then I'm never going to sleep. So I was a little tired, had to drive home. And we were, Holly and I were both like, man, like I'm going to fucking listen to Raging at the Machine now on the way back. And Holly was like, what's that one with like the bass intro? and then Zach just starts fucking screaming, and I was like, "Calm like a bomb. That song is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The beautiful, blah, and it gets fucking huge. God, love it. So that's, yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page regarding Battle of Los I, Angeles.
0: I th- oh, uh, no, it's... um. Uh Fuck, uh, bulls on parade. Yeah, they have a live version where like it's a minute of just from setup. Uh, Mexico City. No, it was, this one was Los Angeles. Okay, one that uh, that I'm talking about. Uh, there's like a minute of setup, but when that fucking song comes in, yeah, it, when that song comes in, like in the studio version, it's huge. Right. But like when there's a minute of setup and you're like just they, like they just amp up the the uh, anticipation. And then it hits you. It's just fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. They're fucking great. And like for all the crazy shit that they were doing at that time, then they have like Sleep Now in the Fire, which is just like a fucking, it's like a fucking blues song. They're just so fucking For all the
0: crazy good. shit that they did back in, in, then when like Bush was president. Yeah. For them not to be a band and be active with Zach right now, I know it's with such all a the shit shame. that's happening, yeah, is like we're being robbed of art.
1: Were you, <laughs> um, were you like around for when they broke up? No, that was a fucking... so I experienced,
0: I was well, I, I mean, I was obviously yeah. around, but I wasn't, but
1: it's yeah, thing. like, yeah. It, yeah, um, I experienced like two of those biggies, uh, when I was super into these bands, and that was. Raging on some machine breaking up and Jason Newstead leaving Metallica. In both times, it was like a... Fuck. Like,
0: this, I I need this shit, though. For me, that was Blink-182. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's like shit like that. That was... Yeah, when I remember they it was at the MTV video music awards or movie awards or something, and Timmy C like climbed up on this big fucking structure yes, and he was yeah, like rocking on that, yeah. it. And the next day Zach was like, Oh yeah, we're we're for sure not a band anymore or whatever. <laughs> and it was like, oh fucking kill me. and then Audio Slave was so fucking good yeah. for that one album. Right. Uh Chris Cornell also a dead person. Um Yeah. Fuck man. Uh I also have added a deep cut from a legend for my songs uh i am adding sleeping with the television on by billy joel it is off the album glass houses and i don't know if i've ever heard that song it's awesome okay and it's a it's uh, it holds a very special place in my heart because because
0: you sleep with the television on
1: yes uh i actually don't have a television in my room me neither yeah i couldn't that's a weird thing about
0: i feel like that's rare i think yeah i think people would expect us both i watch a lot of tv on my ipad in my bedroom
1: yeah i was gonna say like i'd love to say i don't do the screens in like the bedroom thing unfortunately that's not true like i just yeah fucking watch that shit till you fall asleep or check your phone or some shit like that but um i do know like it's you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to fall
0: asleep with a screen on
1: yeah or you're like you're you're not supposed to have that shit in like your place of sleep okay Um, but you're not supposed to do a lot of fucking things. people can suck my dick. I just fucking licked a thing of caramel. (laughs) Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so the first time I saw Billy Joel, I, uh, you guys are so fucking lucky that you haven't gotten any of this. I know a lot about Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. I really fucking like Billy Joel. Billy Joel is like, people, you actually, I bet people don't know this. Billy Joel is like my number one.
0: Uh, yeah, I knew that. Okay. Well, no, I mean, I... Well, it's, I think if I had to choose, it would be between uh, for you. I would guess Billy Joel or Fleetwood Mac.
1: Yeah, like there's like they're they're the biggies for me, and like Paul McCartney. But uh, Billy Joel, I don't fucking talk about all the time because it's almost like Billy Joel's like my wife, you know? Like he's just like like always fucking there, you know? Like you talk about like oh crazy shit my friend did or whatever. It's like oh well, tell me some shit about Billy Joel. It's like you, you really want me to tell you some shit about Billy Joel because once that door opens. Now me and Billy Joel are part of your life.
0: I uh, speaking of Paul McCartney, I just like my brain just turned not dead, uh, turned down a alleyway. But I not was yet, gonna, baby, I would, literally, I was just thinking like, when Paul McCartney dies, I'm just going to be like, that's uh, going to be a tough one. Well, for me, it's going to be a tough one because I just don't give a shit. Right? About Paul McCartney. <laughs>
1: you're, you're like, what's, what's I, that I, tweet going to look like? I, no, I,
0: I'm just like thinking like. I'm just not going to care at all, and everybody's going to be fucking memorializing that guy forever. And mm. I'm I'm not trying to say that Paul McCartney sucks or that like right, or, but you just I mean, never he's did obviously it. influential and whatever. But I just don't give a shit about Paul McCartney. So when he dies, it's just, I'm going to have to like turn off Twitter for a week.
1: This makes me sound like the fucking asshole like high schooler talking to the middle schooler. But oh,
0: I need to get into Paul McCartney. No, like I'm just
1: telling you. There's going to be a time in your life where I, I appreciate do. Paul McCartney. And it's it's going to be fucking oh, no, no. it's going to be great. You're going to
0: look back on these days and be like I'm such an idiot. <laughs> right like that's
1: oh god like I, don't give a I remember fuck. I was like man you're did, only these making, are the days you were like go
0: fuck yourself yeah, you're not you're happy either you're dick only, yeah, you're only making me like pivot against Paul McCartney right. even harder. What's
1: so cool about these days for you fucking cool? Yeah. Um yeah god um you know, I t- I spoke to a class at UNH Sick yesterday, <laughs> and uh, they 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 were like, any questions? And a kid was like, why did you leave Ei? And I was like,
0: uh, they don't pay me.
1: Right. I I, I eventually I was like, one money, but I was like, uh, I was I was like, you know, I was just there for a long time. I was I was there for eight years, and. You, were you know, there for eight years, like including internships okay. and shit like that. Um, I yeah. interned after my junior year of college, and then i I worked for them during my senior year, and then I did six years after that. Um, but I was like, you know, like I was like, you guys don't know this because you haven't experienced it yet. But your life is just so segmented it's it sure you have it four years of this four years yeah. that four years He's, of that
0: you it's like you class like eventually you're going to look back on your life and you classify it in basically like chapters and like if if you were in a library of your life you will segment it in books that are just named like this era like for you it's a wd wei yeah era yeah for like there there's portions of your life that just break up into
1: periods yes whether it's like this person this yeah. thing anything um so I was explaining, I was like, everything is in kind of four-year chunks. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was six years into the last part of my life, essentially, right? Like, once you're out of college and yeah. you're just working, like, that's the that's the last part of your life. Yes. Um, so I was like, I was just doing that. And I, I was like, I don't know, things got repetitive or whatever. I was like, but yeah, like, you, you guys are going to experience this where you you do something for longer than 4 years for the first time and it's going to it's going to be really depressing. And I was I was just like saying that not as a joke and then I caught myself and I was like <laughs> whoops. But I'm wearing a blazer so uh, <laughs> hope I'm giving you some fun knowledge. Um so that's actually going to change what my second song is going to be uh because jukebox the ghost actually has a song about this. It's called Adulthood. So I'm going to put that on. Uh it's uh it's basically about that how adulthood is the last part of your life. Uh, and it's a, really, it's a really, really good song. So I'm going to put that on there. Uh, instead of... I was going to put Breakdown by Tom Petty, but I'm putting that there instead. But getting back to the Billy Joel thing, uh, when I f- saw Billy Joel for the first time, I knew my shit about Billy Joel, and he played Sleeping With The Television On, and I did not know that song. Ooh. And I was like, wow, Billy Joel, you fucking got me. <laughs> you showed me. And it's a great song. Uh, yeah. Glass Houses is... That's his, like, trying to be a rock star album, and, and we've talked about this, like, Billy Joel has rock songs, he can write any type of song, for all intents and purposes,
0: he's not, not, really not like a that. fucking rock star. I mean, he tried his damn best, he got drunk behind the wheel of a car, drove through the I, house, yep, like, rock Fucked star Christy shit. Brinkley for a long time, yeah. or married Christy like, Brinkley. He has, like, a lot of rock star qualities, yeah. just not the Fucked image.
1: What's-Her-Face, uh, the girl from Friends, Joey's roommate. Um, no way, Yeah. Haiku. Yeah, is no, not Klum? Heidi Klum. It was the other one, one uh, of the.
0: Oh, uh, Rachel uh, McPherson.
1: L McPherson. L. McPherson. Yeah, yeah. Billy Joel. He was at a. Wow. He was at a hotel in I think Hawaii. And that he was, guy is
0: not good looking enough. To, I know. To, mm, wow. I know. Good for those very attractive women for going for talent or personality. I don't yeah. know which one. He
1: must write. like he's got some. Maybe, maybe he got that pipe. I don't know, <laughs> but he uh, he was. I think it was in Hawaii. He was playing in the hotel lobby because there was a piano there. Which is like what a fucking dick move. I have a friend who does this too, uh, and because he's bringing
0: the acoustic uh, guitar to a party.
1: Yeah, and but like if you're Billy Joel and you're like, I can do, I can make this fucking thing do whatever I want to do. I have a friend named Dave who's like that, and he can get away with that because he's not like a fucking big name like Billy Joel. So. If Billy Joel walks down and like sits down at the piano and a thing, it's like you're just fucking calling attention for everyone yeah, to be exactly. like, it's so cool that it's Billy like, Joel's do doing this. No man, yeah. relax. Yeah, my friend Dave's awesome at this. Like, <laughs> Why are was... you trying
0: to get? N- you trying to get noticed right, and make it yeah, big? Yeah, now, right. like you're, you're fucking manager, you little bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but like my friend Dave does shit like that. Where I was visiting him on Block Island, and we were like walking through, uh, we were like walking down the street, and he was like, "Hold on, let's pop into here for a second – and we walked in, and it was just, like, this little hotel, and it had a piano, and he just, like, played, like, one, s- like, amazing song for, like, one minute,
0: and was like, okay, let's go, and we just yeah, walked that's out. that's fucking awesome, because right. it's, it's, you're unassuming, like, nobody would ever expect right. it. If yeah. Billy Joel walks into a place, and there's a piano there, you're like, oh, let me guess, this guy's gonna play a fucking billion hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right. Let me guess, a hit. Um. So he was doing that, he was uh, playing at the piano, and he says, this is his version of the story. He looked up and it was Whitney Houston, L. McPherson, and Christy Brinkley. And he quote unquote dated L. McPherson for a couple months. And he's since been like we weren't dating. Um fucking we were just Billy fucking. Joel. Right, yeah, no, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's again, he's re- he he really wants to kind of have that rock star cologne on him. Which again, if you fucked El McPherson for two months. You, He could be a fucking dentist and if you fucked L. McPherson for two months, you're, you're the a greatest. Star. You're the greatest dentist yeah. in the world. No, no, but like, no matter what your profession is, if right. like... You could be a garbage yeah, man. you, you are a fucking, technically yeah. a rock star. Yeah, so... Uh, so I always wonder, I'm like, did anything happen with Whitney Houston too? Because I know, because you got two out of them. That, well that, that is a fearsome... That is a fearsome...
0: It's also like when that happens, it's like if, if you're in college and like somebody that you know or, or you sleep with like two people out of like a triple in, mm-hmm. in a dorm, you're like, well, I got to go for the third just to like knock off the entire room. <laughs> it's like if you see three of them lined up, you got to go for Whitney Houston too to get the trifecta.
1: But then you're good. Yeah, well that'd be a fucking murderer's row of a uh, triple. Absolutely.
0: But I'm just saying, like, if you have two out of three, it doesn't matter what the, the final third is. You have to do it. There would be some sort of, you
1: know 100%. how like, uh, how like certain states, uh, a certain number of women aren't allowed to live in the same place because it's technically a brothel. Yes. I think that like, if you got to a college dorm and like a forced triple happens to be Christy Brinkley, <laughs> Al McPherson, and when you send people would be like,
0: That's not fair. What's going on (laughs) here?
1: This (laughs) is not fair. How the fuck did this happen? Like, the the three hottest people on the continent are all going to the same (laughs) college and were forced to live in the same room? How the heck did this happen?
0: There'd be a lot of complaints in the RA's inbox. You'd be like, I can't focus on anything. You have three of the the hottest people on earth just (laughs) living under the same roof. People
1: would just be, like, walking by, like fucking
0: falling <laughs> tripping over themselves
1: getting written up for being drunk when they weren't even drunk that
0: hallway would just be a flood of semen yeah
1: <laughs> god yeah god bless those fucking uh those shower drains it would not <laughs> be <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah billy joel the played third song or no yeah third song uh is a little ditty by r kelly Jackie called Diane? i believe i can fly
0: oh no way yeah why uh, I'm seeing I, a bunch of friends this weekend. I'm very against the last time. any R. Kelly uh, support.
1: Oh, nah, dude,
0: I, 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 I'm not. I'm not
1: supporting R. Kelly. I'm saying, <laughs> Listen, I'm fa- fucking John Lennon rule, man. If I could find some shit that Van Morrison did, yeah, but I Billy mean, Joel drove drunk. Okay,
0: but like, not that any like, of those things okay, are. I would cool. be on your side if this was like pre-R. Kelly keeping women prisoners.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, you yeah. you know that. Story, Wait, right? I just know about the and, the P. No, man, you gotta you got some catching up to do. There is some shit that happened in like the past year, uh, really. Yeah, like R. Kelly is literally, um, basically recruiting young uh, aspiring singers, like seventeen. Aaliyah's, yeah, basically seventeen, eighteen years old, and he's locking them in his house what like controlling every aspect of their lives like telling them what to wear telling them like when they can eat and you know who that sounds a lot like hugh hefner (laughs) except
1: big thing that r kelly's got that hugh hefner doesn't life (laughs) (laughs) i think it's okay to i think that enough time has passed that we can make hugh hefner jokes
0: um yeah like it's been at least like 10 hours hours. yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's like i was
1: kind of thrown for a loop by that to be honest And i know i remember when when george michael died like uh kirk minahan reached out to me like the next day and was like you don't actually fucking care about george michael dying do you and i was like yeah that sucks and he was like there's he here we raised a good point of like we have this reaction when anybody dies of like, like oh, oh, this no. is so like, sad. Like when, like, uh, like in the office, you know, when Ryan's like, oh, Smokey Robinson died. No one talked to me today. When like he didn't even die. Like it's, it is that there is that kind of type of reaction where everyone has to fucking weigh in. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, like, even like, what the fuck do I care about Hugh Hefner? Right.
0: Even if I mean Hugh Hefner is for sure influential. Like, yeah. Cool man. a big role, but like. Who's to say that you can't fucking joke about Hugh Hefner dying immediately?
1: Right, yeah. When someone, yeah, like it's somebody, like he, somebody was like, I, uh, why did he, like, what did he die of? And I was like, of looking the way Hugh Hefner's looked the last, like, fucking 20 years. That guy's been dead. Ha <laughs> ha. And, like, no one laughed. But that, like, those, I, again, as someone who wants you to make jokes about my dead ass the second I die, I think that, it is quite all right. Although I think that I'm doing a straw man argument here because that you don't disagree with me. No. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking make fun of him. Yeah, whatever. Hey, Hugh Hefner, uh, rest in peace since now you're dead. <sighs>
0: um, you know what is coming back on TV soon? What? A little show called Will and Grace. Yes. Did you watch Will and Grace when it was on TV?
1: A little bit, not a ton. I, was, I mean, I, it was all friends all the time in those days.
0: Also, has that show come back on yet? Like, I'm not I don't sure. know. I think it may
1: have actually come back right today, which is Thursday. Um, oh,
0: yeah, it's today. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so
1: yeah. here's the thing: I don't know much of how she looks now, but
0: Deborah Messing, Fox,
1: is a hot ass
0: lady. Fox. Yeah. Right? Also, Megan Mullally is also a pretty. Oh yeah, attractive. and Megan
1: Megan Mullally back in the it. Will and Grace days was like a lot of like va va voom oh, type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and you know
0: what? She has a ver- a lot of cool points. Because oh she's god married yeah, to, uh, Nick Offerman, Nick she's Offerman. funny. Yeah, yeah, like since that's come out, like like uh, n- her marriage with Nick Offerman has. Sh- shown a lot of light on who she is as a person. Yeah. And she's cool as fuck. And who he is as a person, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, the the fact that they're married to each other, like, boosts them both into this fucking stratosphere. They,
0: like, there's not a lot of, not a lot of people, like, point to the fact that they are couples' goals, but they for sure are. Like, they bang multiple times a day. Yeah. They smoke a ton of weed. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love them. And they're the couple who, like, when, like, they talk about their sex life a lot, and when they do... It's not uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, like when, no, yeah, yeah, Like I'm sure, like you've had the friend that's like, like it's not douchey, right? Yeah. Exactly, where like they'll, they'll like tell a war story, and you're like,
0: oh my god, all anyone and wants like, is for you to go fucking into stop talking, detail or anything, right? He's like, yeah, we just bank, but the, yeah, should... right, and
1: you're like, this is the you know this is delightful, yeah, yeah. yeah Nick <laughs> Offerman
0: will like post a video where he's like putting on his underwear, yeah. <laughs> in bed, and you're like, well, they definitely just had sex. Also, it's weird that none of the people in that show, which went off the air. Almost twenty years ago. Ever did anything else? Well, that and I mean, Will didn't do anything else. Uh, did he? yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, Sean anybody... Hayes
1: has always just kind of been there,
0: right? But um, I was gonna say none of them look a. Ad- day older than the day that that, that show went up so
1: that's the thing i haven't looked i feel like deborah messing's hair or something something's different with deborah messing's hair she may
0: have died at a darker i'm sure red she did something. something in
1: the last 20 years <laughs> yeah she's has it been 20 years yeah
0: the last episode was 1998
1: wow fuck that is wild um i'll say this i think i tweeted this I had forgotten. Uh, I'm very incorrect. That must I be when f- it went on the air. The first episode yeah. was 1998. Yeah, I'm I was very like, sorry. Uh, uh, it's been... I was like, there's no way a fucking like four-year-old me thought... It's been 11 Or like, years. 10-year-old me thought that Megan Mullally was It's Mulally been 11 years. Yeah. So, um, that makes more sense. Uh, I had forgotten what heat that theme song is. I don't even know what it is oh yeah yeah now i do yeah. know
0: yeah yeah I the it's still one. not as fire as our theme song
1: not as fire as ours not as fire as everybody loves raymond <laughs> nope uh not as fire as Vice uh, Principals.
0: I love the, the Everybody Loves Raymond. I feel like Everybody Loves Raymond went through a few stages of themes. Yeah. I love the one where it's like a conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yep. a great one. Um, because everybody we, loves Raymond. Yes. Uh, we bring up Will and Grace because we decided before recording uh, this episode that we're, show. we're getting on the Will and Grace train. Yeah, we're going to be
1: talking about like how this week's Will and Grace was. What happened
0: on Will and Grace? because that seems that that's a show that I was never fully like into I'd watched it um, but I was never fully invested in Will and Grace. But, but you and but we can just pick this up. Like I didn't fucking oh, yeah, watch those yeah, religiously, yeah, but I, I know what's going on. Right? Yeah, I know. I know the general gist. Yeah, of I things. know my way around <laughs> Will and Grace. But that's the thing about sitcoms is that you, uh, the best sitcoms, you can just jump right in. Yeah, like Friends. You, I mean, it, it's great to have a little basis on the characters, yeah. but you can jump in whenever you want. Right? Um, you just got to be like sixty percent homophobic, and then you are ready <laughs> yes. to go. Uh, for Will and Grace. There's no show on TV that is more on brand. Yeah, we, like we would be like people are going to say you guys would be Will and Grace guys.
1: And uh you know what? You're fucking right because we are Will it, We know we, we are Will and be Grace because we are.
0: <laughs> yes. So, we are fucking Will and Grace guys. We're not we're not even like we're not Will and Grace guys. We are just Will and Grace.
1: Let's do a cool little game uh because we don't know Will and Grace well enough. Let's pick our favorite Will and Grace characters right now and then see how that changes throughout the show. We can do, like, a fucking Will and Grace Fantasy League where uh, we pick
0: uh, characters,
1: and those are, that's kind of who we have.
0: You get first pick. Uh, I'm 100% picking uh, Jack. Oh, Jack's really awesome. Because all I remember from that entire series, the only thing that I remember is his catchphrase, which is, Just Jack! Oh, he just he does the Jack. hand thing. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, so like that's that's like his intangibles for me. That's on his draft sheet and mm-hmm. nice. that's what that's like what's selling me on number yeah, one. That test that
1: that's that jumps off the page. Uh I'm going to pick Cher because Cher was in an episode and maybe she's back in the picture. Who knows? I think she's a dead person. No, that's uh Sonny Bono. No, I think dead. they're both dead. Cher's not dead.
0: She's dead. No. Let's I see. know that she's not. I know oh. that she's not I, you, dead. But, but like, like, I wasn't positive a, that w- she that's was like, alive. That's like a Wade Boggs dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that kind of joke where it's like, I don't. I'm, I need to Google this. Right. You were on your way like, to Google that's like it. A, if you need to Google it. I thought she'd been dead. Rajon <laughs> right, Rondo. Right. I thought he'd been retired. Yeah, it's like, if you need to Google it, they might as well be fucking dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take Cher in case she comes back. Now, you, who's your next pick?
0: Well, I... See I w- so you know you have to pick one of the the big four. I know that's thing like I'm I'm trying to force you You're giving you, me the first two picks of this draft. But
1: I want I don't want to pick between Will and Grace. I want to be the Bruins at number 2 in the 2010 draft. Although that's not the case because I think the Bruins if they could pick first would have picked he, Taylor But but that's
0: the thing is But like I want But that's the thing is like uh, now that I have the pick of the 3 mm-hmm. I don't think that I want to pick either Will or Grace, and I feel like one of us should have to have Will or Grace.
1: But you can't have fucking uh, Jack and Karen, because then it's like having Turtle and Drama.
0: That's, exa- you need to have that's exactly e. what I'm saying, so okay. you have to pick one of the... the How about this?
1: Three. Okay, new do-over. Your Your pick still counts, but if you take Jack... Then that Then it means that Karen. I get Karen, okay. right? And if you take Will, it means that I. Get so now Chris. you're making.
0: So now you're making me pick between Will or Grace.
1: So no. So you. Uh, no, 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 no. So you pick Jack, yes. meaning you can't get Karen now. I, uh, so I'm going to end up with Karen, and now I have my okay, pick, okay, 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 and okay. I'll pick between Will and Grace. Okay, Cool. And
0: I always kind of liked Will
1: because.
0: I, I like this uh, I like this dynamic. You right. sh- you have to have Will because now we get a Will's and like a female. Will's like each of us gets like a, a, yeah a man and woman. Will's like the gay
1: version of me, and that he's a gay man who um, at least the, of of those times the st- the, the the he the defies was, a stereotype. Right, exactly. You would, you, you would and I'm c- the straight. So he was the gay man who acted straight, and I'm the straight man. Unfortunately, I'm the straight man uh, who acts gay. So, so
0: like so like in like the '90s and early 2000s when the show came out, the the like the stereotype of gay people was always like the very flamboyant, right. yeah, gay flamboyant lisp, where, shit
1: like that, yeah, where
0: like that was what gay people were perceived as. So then like when Will you put Will on TV, he's like the he's right, generally straight laced, right, you know, and, and so like it takes you aback, when right? He's, like he's gay, yeah. So yeah, I I like that about him.
1: Yeah. Um yeah that that show really was. We're going to go back and Before watch old time. episodes and be like, "Wait, this was a very offensive show." <laughs> but
0: we're, It can't be offensive if it like
1: Yeah. It, no, but it, I'm saying like like cuz when you you're absolutely right when you look back in hindsight you're like, "Wow, kinda like the same, they kind of like in the same
0: at the same time where Friends was friends like Friends was gay just yet? cleaning up <laughs> yeah. on those
1: gay jokes. I think that that's why like they put NBC put Will and Grace on because they're like that, that was we like, need something to so fucking that, balance this that's out. That's
0: NBC's, but I have a black friend.
1: Yes, yeah, but we have a <laughs> but Will and we Grace. have a gay show. Yes, that is. I think that you're actually onto something. Yeah, they're like, oh no, we can't be homophobic. Yes, we have Will and Grace. Not with Will. Do you see? He doesn't even listen to show tunes. What a progressive show we are. Um, so I think after all that talk, I got to take my guy Will. Um. Okay but so I, don't,
0: I have Grace and yeah.
1: Jack. So you have Grace and Jack, I have Will and Karen. I feel like you're I feel like you'd be projected to beat me every week. I think so too. Yeah, because Grace I think Grace well, is like the star of the show.
0: Yeah, but Grace does a lot of dumb shit. Grace does what do, what do a remember. lot of dumb shit. Yeah like and uh and like will, she dates will, a gay will, guy for a long time <laughs> yeah will keeps her in line for fucking dummy the show. i think yeah. i remember that being like a very central theme of the show is like she fucks up a lot and yeah. will is always there to correct her and steer her in the right well path. again
1: you know what actually now i gotta take back some of the credit that we gave to master of none because we were saying how cool it is that the straight man and master of none is played by a gay black woman yes um Will and Grace, the straight man, was played by a gay man. Yeah. which that's as progressive as you could be back then. No,
0: <laughs> like they, it was the show before its time.
1: Right, like the, the show would have been canceled if like he was like Chinese or something like that. <laughs> They'd be like, look, there's we we can only have one thing that isn't fucking white man.
0: So to summarize, we're big Will and Grace guys now. Huge. Uh, I have Grace and Jack. That's my team mm-hmm. DJ's team is will and Karen and share and share absolutely uh, one thing that we wanted to talk about this uh, this episode as well uh, Instagram we had yes. a nice little Instagram conversation earlier this week yes and it's something that's come up a few times between us yeah there are uh, there's a certain behavior on Instagram <laughs> that really gets under our skin it's not doesn't what? get under my skin its just you what? notice it every time. You notice it, and uh, we share it, and we have to laugh, and have to. Be and I like, think I fuck. I'm are you sure doing? I commit it sometimes too. So it's basically this: I think everybody commits it at, 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 at to some extent, mm. but there are some people that go really overboard with
1: it. And so what we're talking about is forcing some bullshit ass caption for the sake of posting a picture where you've got it going on.
0: Yeah, and so without naming any names, we. It'd be like if Pete got, like, a
1: professionally done, like, shot of him and posted it with, like,
0: give me pizza. (laughs) Yeah, it would be like me doing, like, a shirtless photo shoot uh, where, like, I just, like, pose sexually and, like, do, like, a crotch grab and be like, I'm just trying to ooze sex right now. And then, like, I have a thinking face on and then I upload the Instagram and my caption. I wonder is if like,
1: Kings of Leon's coming out with a new album sometime. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like some Think, sh- thinking about if my fantasy team. Thinking <laughs> yeah. about if I should start Tom Brady or Joe Flacco this week. Yes. And it's like, uh, you you're really forcing that one? You just want us to look at your abs and yeah, in the whore for likes.
1: I uh, so I don't have a I I notice it every time. I don't have a problem with it.
0: I. Yeah, like, so I don't have a problem with it because I'm one of the p- people that sees through that bullshit.
1: Everybody sees through it, and you know it no, as you're doing man. it. As like,
0: someone who's done it,
1: I, no, like, I
0: know when I'm doing it. For, like, a lot, like, a lot of women do that. I know a lot of guys do that. I'm not trying to be sexist yeah. here, but, like, a lot of women do it, and, like, a lot of Instagram The one that do prompted it. this conversation was a guy. So. Yes, so uh, it goes both ways. Um, but... Like there, the thing that makes me mad about it is that like guys. T- so I'll I'll be sexist here, but in in the the opposite direction that it usually goes. Guys. Oh, is this gonna it, be the first guys, time that we've objectified a guy on yeah, this podcast? No, guys on guys on Instagram for the most part are very yeah, I am a yeah. <laughs> Like they'll like anything with like a little bit of cleavage. Um, oh, but
1: again, see that that's the difference between you and me. If you know me and I follow you and I haven't liked everything you've posted, then there, we've got some sort of problem. Like, that, that means our relationship you, you, isn't good. I, so, because yeah, like, I, like, I seriously like fucking everything. I don't. I follow I, something I'm like 200 people, likes. and if I know you, I'm going to like every no, single like, thing. but, like, I'm, I'm saying in general. Why like, don't you like everything? In, in, just, in Instagram, there's no, there's no fucking... It's
0: free, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm It doesn't kinda, go I'm, against I'm your dick. fucking score? I'm a dick, yeah. I I'm don't know what d- it is, but, d- but I'm just a dick. Yo. I just don't like anybody's pictures. Um, but, like, look at guys' behaviors on Instagram. Generally, guys' behaviors on Instagram. They'll just go down and, like, oh, hot girl, like. And, like, so, like, they don't even pay attention to captions for the most part. Yeah so like I feel like guys just don't read the captions, yeah, and then they'll look at the pictures and just like it. And when, when I see a caption that like doesn't have anything to, doesn't really have yeah. anything to do with the photo, I'm for sure that's, not liking that's, it. Depending. definitely. And two
1: weeks. You're not going to like anything from them no matter what.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm putting you in Instagram jail for how stupid your fucking caption is. I will say this. I
1: like so much that I'm a uh, like first, ask questions later. So I'll like a picture and it will be like thinking about happier times before my grandma died. Please don't like this because it'll just remind me of how dead she is. And I'm like... I liked it.
0: (laughs) Deal with the repercussions later. I liked
1: it and commented with three crying laughing emojis.
0: (laughs) Whoopsie daisy. Uh, Yeah, like... And also on the flip side of that, uh, like, I will gain a shitload of respect for you if you come up with great Instagram captions because that's one of the hardest things in the world to do. Because... I understand where these people are coming from, where they're just trying to make up bullshit captions yeah. because they like a photo of themselves. That's why. I, that's why I said, to an extent, everyone does it. Everyone sees a good picture of themselves and like, I'm going to put this on Instagram because I. Well, really that's like all the Instagram it, exactly, is. Exactly, like it's you're, just
1: people beating themselves off. But well, if you don't put, if I, I don't know what the goal of Instagram is. I just use it because it's it's fucking stimulating. It's something to fucking look at. But uh, as far as running your own account... If you want to get likes and things like that, you have to post pictures of yourself. Yeah. It, because the, those exactly. are the only those things that get likes. Those are the things that, that, get that perform the best. Right. Your
0: pictures of yourself. Because yeah. Because that's what Instagram is. It's just everybody's narcissistic self. So
1: I've got no fucking problem. With, I mean, if you're going to fo- post a picture I, of your
0: fucking again, baby, I'm like, I don't know that fucking baby. Get that shit off my <laughs> yeah, exactly. feed. Exactly. <laughs> get that shit out of here. I don't follow you for your goddamn baby. Yeah. yeah. Show me yourself. Uh, again, I don't have a problem with it. I just... If you're not good at it, I'm not going to support you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm If you're not good at it, I'm not going to support you. If you are good at finding bullshit captions, if you're good at that shit, I give you all the respect in the world. Hmm. Because everybody's trying to do that. Everybody's trying to come up with an excuse and a reason to post a good picture of themselves. And if you can spin it and come up with a good caption and be creative and be witty – to have a, a to formulate a reason to put that out there, all the power to you.
1: This is gonna surprise you a lot. So, I was uh, a little unapologetically vain one time on Instagram. I so I so listen, so that's what I do. I'm just like, I know what we're all doing. We all know what we're doing. If you address
0: it, that's the best thing right. in the world.
1: I was at uh, one of my friends was in town. We'd gone out, met a bunch of uh, old friends, got together, had a great time. Next morning, we were out to breakfast. I took a picture of like the, the mug of uh, the place where we went because it reminded us of old times. Posted that picture, said like, old friends, old times, some shit like that. And then I was going through my pictures on my phone. And three minutes later, I posted another picture that was of me and that friend from the night before. And it was... Actually, NVM should have posted this one. I had it going on last night, and that's awesome. That's like so. so like,
0: I, I give you a million more respect, respect points. Yeah, to somebody who just posts something and is like, "Don't really got a. I look surprisingly really, good last don't night. Really gotta, don't really got a. Don't really got a witty caption for this one, but damn, my hair was fucking rocking last that's... night. Rather than somebody who's like, "Oh, uh, uh, I want <laughs> uh, like if you want some pizza, right? Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're posting this picture because you look good. Yeah. We all know it. Just fucking put it out there.
1: Um, I did. a. I actually did a weird thing. I posted a picture this week with no caption and I found that kind of weird. And as I, after I posted, I was like, dude, you got to say something. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna leave it alone. And when I was going, when I was scrolling through and like that came up in my thing, I was like, that looks fucking weird. It's like me and two friends, yeah. and like I look fu- like a million bucks, and um, like it's, it's got to say something, man. It's
0: less weird to be like, I don't have a caption for this, yeah, and just make that your caption, yeah, rather than just posting without a caption. Yeah, that was that's a weird one,
1: and I th- I think that it got it, like it didn't get a lot of likes because I think people are like, man, are you going to say something? Right,
0: exactly, and I, I so like for those people who force it and and like really reach for Instagram captions. I feel like their fear is that, like, oh shit, I'm trying not to come off as douchey. Mm. And, like, the douchiest thing you can do yeah. is to fucking force the hell out of it. Just address it, and you'll come off as less douchey. Yes. Don't effron it. Yes. Um, Hugh Hefner, dead. Follow us on the CLNS Radio app. Do that.
1: Promo code BRUNCH on DraftKings. I'm playing. Everybody's playing. He's signing. You're signing. We're all signing.
0: It's so weird that we have to sign off with shit now. It makes it way less original and way less. Just authentic.
1: seriously, fucking.
0: See, play this is what we're doing. We're just
1: we're just addressing it. Pro, yeah,
0: addressing the elephant in the room. It's weird that we have to sign off with with uh, tags and stuff. We don't. I don't
1: think we have to. Si- I think they just say to fucking mention it, right? No, it's the Did it was, I mention? I, I meant to we mention. Have to sign off. Oh, okay.
0: Bring it in the beginning and in the end. Okay. See, this is what you do. You just put it out there.